T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good to be here today on the Bobby Mack thingamajig. Bobby's back on uh, Monday. I expect that uh, you'll uh, uh, you'll you'll get stuck with me again before this year is out. That's the usual uh, the way things go around here. That I'll be called in uh, sometime around the immediate uh, Christmas uh, time frame, and that's fine. Always enjoy having a chance to talk with folks. So uh, thank you for uh, being with us this afternoon as well at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, and. Uh, don't forget, too, that we are available at uh, 101.5 FM in Anderson, 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, and, of course, at 1063WORD.com. The Ingalls Advantage talk line, 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063, and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307, 71307. How are you coping? with the 2020 version of Thanksgiving, heading right, of course, into the entire Christmas period and right on up to New Year's, the silly season, as I always call it, which ends, of course, on January 2nd, and a return to something that is uh, approximating normal. But, of course, what's normal these days? Who knows? Anyway, I'd like to know how you're coping and how you're handling the uh, the twin problems of the election and the pandemic on top of all the hassles that ordinarily go with this time of year. And in particular, of course, the separation. Is that a, uh, a in some ways, a blessing even? That this is a year when there are people that I'm glad not to be seeing, quite frankly. This wasn't the year to be uh, uh, pushed into a face-to-face uh, confrontation with some folks with whom I have uh, grave disagreement. And not all of them, not all of them handle, let's say, dealing with uh, friendly disagreement well. Some do so better than others. So for me, if it had to happen, in which we had a year like this, maybe it, this was the year. This was the year. We were talking a little bit about how China must view the Trump security team, and. It's starting to look like more and more, even though Biden says it is not uh, the third term of Barack Obama, but it's looking an awful lot like it. And I think in, in the significant ways where it matters, that it, it probably is. That, again, as I've noted already on the program this week, could be worse, could be a lot worse. Uh, it does not appear thus far that Biden is going to go full bore off the left edge of the world. 
again, I was not thrilled with the Barack Obama years, but goodness knows they would have been better than the Bernie Sanders years, heaven help us. And it looks like we're not getting the Bernie Sanders years. Now, looks can be deceiving, granted, and it's early yet, but uh, you can tell some things about the people who are picked, and this is very much like not only the Barack Obama years, but old-line Democrats, establishment Democrats. Uh, frankly, these are people, I don't think that the term ever caught on on the left, like the term rhino has caught on in the conservative circles, but these are dinos in many people. If you are Bernie Sanders or uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Brainiac or one of those types, uh, these are people who are uh, Democrats in name only. To them, Democrat now means full-bore leftist socialist policies and goals. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be happy if Joe Biden is sworn in as president with the team he's assembling, but, boy, it could have been worse. So, uh, so far, uh, so good. And it's interesting, those who are of the view that uh, Biden is going to be uh, having his strings pulled by puppeteers. If so, it is quite clear so far the puppeteers are not Bernie Sanders, they are not AOC, and they're not people of the far left. So far, so good. Uh, I'll grant you that had they gone full bore left, it would make the 2022 election campaign a lot easier. Because in a way, you have here stealth socialism. I'll concede that. On the one hand, you have a lot of bad that could be done by a full bore left wing approach, even with the Senate still in Republican hands at this point and a conservative Supreme Court. Uh, a lot of bad that could be done, but it would make it easy for the public to decide we didn't have that in mind and to backlash and maybe even give the House back to Republicans. Whereas, again, the stealth approach is a lot like the old story of putting the frog in a pan of boiling water. The frog will hop right out. But if you put a frog in a pan of lukewarm water and gradually heat it up, the frog will sit there until you have gradually heated it up to the point that you are literally boiling the frog inside its skin. I hope that that's not what we're heading toward here, for what it's worth. And I would note one other thing, too. Although the far left has not scored a lot of, of seats at the, the Biden table thus far, but we should keep in mind the people who first came out of the 60s, the people who were the screamers, and uh, burners, the people who were tearing down things. Uh, these people now have taken on positions of power and privilege in this country. A lot of the uh, the people who were, well, people like weather underground terrorists have uh, had more success than they could have imagined back in the 1960s. A lot of these people now are, are big time in high-tech companies. They're big time in universities. Instead of just being unhappy students, now they're quite happy at the success they've had administrators, chancellors, deans, and the like. So the, the far left, I don't think so far, has scored very many points in this new Biden administration, but they don't really have to. They have scored in a lot of other places. Power in this country does not reside exclusively inside the White House walls. No, power is in a lot of places. And 
although the left is not thrilled right now at their apparent lack of success in uh, getting into this final citadel of influence, the White House itself. But, boy, they have had their thoughts and their views enhanced, enforced, and validated in a lot of other places. Uh, It's pretty remarkable. Susan Rosenberg, for example, who had a terrorism sentence commuted by President Clinton in 01, uh, has gone on to uh, teaching positions at John Jay College of Criminal Justice and Hamilton College, and now has been recruited to become vice chair of the board of directors at Thousand Currents after years as an activist in the thriving fields of criminal justice reform and uh, prisoner rights and the like. That's one example, and there are many out there. Uh, Thousand Currents, by the way, is a grant-making foundation of the radical left, similarly uh, tapped into its uh, fundraising networks. Uh, there's a whole host of these groups. They have lots of money, and they use that money rather indiscriminately. Uh, Black Lives Matters, by the way, which is an outwardly, openly socialist organization. Just go to their website. And, and black lives are the least concern of BLM. Uh, and they are rolling in dough. They have gotten many, many donations Uh the Kellogg Foundation provided 1,000 currents with $900,000 for the infrastructure and capacity of Black Lives Matters. Just one example, again, of what I'm talking about here. So if you're happy about the fact that the far left seems to be left out of the Biden administration so far, keep in mind that the far left has many sources of power, and they've done quite well. Thank you. All righty, this is Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Also 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, and everywhere on the Radio.com app. The time now, 15 before, uh, gosh, can it really be 5 p.m.? Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back and glad you're aboard this afternoon. It is uh, 421 at uh, 106.3 WORD. And uh, delighted that you're with us here this afternoon as uh, we look out on a day after Thanksgiving. With uh, My attitude is pretty much so far so okay. I wouldn't say good, but, but okay. Uh, the things that are bad could be worse, and I'm personally reduced to that level of thankfulness. But that's okay. That, that'll work. That'll work. Here's a call from uh, Ray in uh, Clinton. Hello, Ray. How you do, Jim? Uh, thank well, you for thank taking you. the call today. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, my comment today to you is uh, one of the reasons why I voted for Donald Trump uh, and both both times he ran. Uh, 
is that he is the, uh, doing what a lot of managers that I work for did for me in my engineering career and business also. Uh, they talk and they teach you as you go along. And if you uh, really analyze Donald Trump, uh, he had his show on TV. That's exactly what I was taught by Harvard Yale professors, what he did on The Apprentice. And I actually used that when I was working. Uh, you know, I had to because uh, part of my job was evaluating things for the higher-ups of the company. And one of the things is that if you can make the company money, you'll get promoted. And he did that in The Apprentice. Uh-huh. And that's what they're, he's doing You know, when he's president. He said, if you're not performing, you're not part of my uh, plan to, to help the American people. That's... Uh, I think the people have kind of looked beyond that. They're looking at a personality uh, and not what value he is to the country. But you're getting almost an MBA when you listen to Donald Trump and what he does. So, well, I th- I, yeah, the, the, the Apprentice Show was certainly, the, yeah, the Apprentice Show was certainly an, an interesting, uh, interesting program. Who knows what he he may wind up doing if, in fact, it turns out that he is. Uh, not going to be the president. He might uh, launch a, a plan to uh, to run again. He might buy a network. It's hard to say exactly what he would do at this uh, particular juncture, but uh, certainly uh, he he was uh, a leader uh, in the White House unlike any we've ever seen before, Ray. Right. That's what I'm trying to say is that what is Biden going to teach me? He doesn't even know half of what I would know about engineering. And then on top of that, uh, as far as a, a leader, I'm not going to follow him up any hills like Mount Suribachi as a leader of the uh, Army or Navy or whatever. He, he, it's, he's a zero as far as that uh, everything. I don't know why anybody even voted for him. There's not uh, one Very point. few people voted for him, Ray. Uh, Joe Biden was not a factor in this election. You could just as well have had generic Democrat at the head of that ticket. Or more precisely, you could have had anyone named not Donald Trump. This election was a referendum on Donald Trump, and uh, people were not voting for Joe Biden. They were voting against Donald Trump in many cases. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, I was taught that a good manager is a teacher. Everyone that I worked for, I could tell you whether he's a good manager or not because he was trying to teach me everything I need to do his job and uh, because I might replace him someday. So uh, it's just a matter of people are evaluating uh, the uh, offices that run our country uh, a wrong way. Yeah, that's well, certainly I think there are a lot of people who who have various reasons uh, for for why they voted. Uh, Unfortunately, you've got to keep in mind that there are people out there who don't know or care about anything about uh, trade policy, foreign policy. They have one reason to vote, if in fact they vote at all. And that reason is, who's going to give me the most free stuff? That's the total yeah, reason. That's what I and, and the fact that they are parasites is of no consequence to them. 
Besides just a three-syllable word, they probably don't even know what parasite means, even though they are card-carrying members of that particularly unexclusive club. And and that was uh, the key factor here. A lot of people voted that way. A lot of people voted because they don't like Donald Trump. Why? Oh, because he's a racist pig. This, that, blah, blah, blah. Why yeah. do you feel that way? Well, most fabricated. of those people never. Most of those people never had to actually confront the question. Why do you feel that way? And if they had, they would have given some kind of nonsensical response like, "Well, everybody knows that." In point of fact, they only know it because they were told it over and over again. It's, it's bizarre. My, uh, it really is. My last point, my last point that I'd like to make to you is that somebody suggested a couple of weeks ago that we need to have a United States number. Everybody, a United, a United States using, number. What, what do you mean by a United yeah, States that, number? Well, what it is is that I, I had to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I had to work all over this country. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm not a citizen of South Carolina. I'm not, I, I lived in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Iowa, okay. California. I had to go where the work was. Fine. And I'm still a citizen of one country, and they should issue a number that follows you. But what kind of a number? For, when you, Ray, you talk about a number, what kind of number? You have a social security well, number, you have a cell phone number. number. I mean, what kind of number are you talking about? Uh, to, to vote, so nobody can duplicate that number. Uh, it's well, number. that would require a constitutional amendment, Ray. The, the yes, election machinery would. is in the hands of the states, and uh, there there is no the, the overall uh, control of elections is very much a state process, and of course, federalism being generally a a conservative value, that's. Uh, that's considered a, a good idea for for most of the time. I have to admit that that certainly there are severe problems right now with loopholes in our system, yeah. and I, well, I don't know whether issuing a number is the way to go about it. Yeah, the uh, the thing I'm trying to say is that I went to states where my Social Security number was my driver's license number, and uh, my flying license is my Social Security number. That, that well, in, the, in the military, when I was in the military, the military switched from from uh, the the number that they issued you. When I left the military, my social security number was my uh, my military identification number. So yeah. yeah. I mean, so, uh, but having your own discrete number that follows you your whole life and dies when you die is what we really need. Well, whether or not and, that uh, winds up being something that we can, in fact, do, uh, uh, Ray, honestly, I, I, uh, I, as I say, it would take a constitutional amendment. Uh, but, but certainly some process at improved voter security is obviously a good idea. Ray and Clinton, thank you for your thoughts this afternoon. Jimbo in for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD. And the time now is 429. And a good afternoon, 25 minutes now before 5 o'clock at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Thank you for being a part of the activities here this afternoon. Always appreciate hearing from folks out there and uh, whatever may be on your mind this afternoon. At the Ingalls Advantage talk line, which is yours to use, 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063. 
and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307, 71307. Texter says, uh, Jimbo, to the left, a parasite is probably seeing double. That's uh, <laughs> very funny. Unfortunately, probably true. Yeah, there are a number of people in this country who have had no grounding in civics, no grounding in history other than the polluted, uh, perverted version that is uh, being prattled on in, in some schools in uh, in this country. And they are, are not really possessed of any of the qualities of citizenship. They want anything that can be given them. They don't care about the fact that those who are giving them things, therefore, are people who uh, can have control over their lives. What do they care? They haven't had control over their own lives anyway. That is a an unfortunate viewpoint that is, well, on the rise. What can I tell you? Other textures here. Let's see here. Good afternoon, Mr. J. In regard to the parasites you mentioned a short time ago, someone should inform them that if they believe that it is acceptable for something to be taken away from someone else or given to them, it's only a matter of time before someone comes along and demands that something be taken from the parasites and given to a new group. This is uh, from uh, Scott texting in this afternoon. You know, that's that's very reasonable. And if you were talking about reasonable people who are willing to deal in abstract thoughts like this, Scott, if you were talking about someone who was willing to discuss this, you, you make a very valid point. But, of course, if that person was open to such rational thought processes in the first place, it probably wouldn't be a parasite. Uh, to be perfectly frank, if uh, you found yourself a parasite and notified uh, them of the fact that if uh, you believe it's acceptable uh, for things to be taken from uh, others to give stuff to you, it's only a matter of time before someone comes along and demands that something be taken from you and given to some new group. And they would reply, huh? What are you talking about? Huh? <laughs> I, uh, I, I applaud your thoughts, but I think you would be talking to a stone wall, Scott. I really do. Uh, that's, that's the sad part of this, uh, this narrative. Th those are not the kinds of people who even listen to programs like this. So your thoughts probably would never reach such people here. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, drug lords tear down wall approved by Hunter Biden. Well, I, that's a mix of a lot of viewpoints. Uh, that's an interesting point about, about the wall. Certainly Joe Biden has made it clear that, uh, that he would uh, certainly not build another foot of the wall. Is he going to tear it down? I don't know. Biden, of course, says, we'll maintain border security. Sure you will. Sure you will. We're going to use high-tech methods. Exactly. So that uh, under presumably, if we are to believe Joe Biden, and yes, I realize I'm entering risky territory here, but presumably if you are to believe Joe Biden, that we will be able now to watch people cross past the lack of a physical barrier. And we will be able, with TV cameras and drones and what have you, to watch as they come parading in. We won't be able to do anything about it, but we'll be able to watch them. We might even be able to count them. I suppose we could put a, a U.S. Census Bureau drone up along the border and count the people coming in. That way we would know how much free stuff to hand out to the people who are here illegally. But, but apparently Biden is unaware of, well, no, he's aware. 
is the fact that, that merely watching people come in is not the answer. Merely watching people uh, coming in. Uh, that, that's not the answer. You need a physical barrier. In case people like Joe have not noticed, and I say that rhetorically because he's noticed. He doesn't care, but he's noticed. These are people who are pretty much variants of uh, my parasitic group a moment ago. Some of them, I'll grant you, want to come here to work. I'll give, you, I'll give them that. But they still want to take stuff, that is to say, employment opportunities from Americans and give them to themselves. And the fact that they are not allowed to do that, that we are not the international flop house, that they don't care. What difference does that make to them? They want stuff. And in some cases, they may want better stuff than just simply handouts. Some of them want jobs, but they're jobs that don't belong to them. And they want benefits that don't belong to them. And they want rights that don't belong to them. Uh it's uh, it's pretty sad. Uh, the, the border situation, seriously, uh, I, I, I grant that we will not see another foot of that wall built, uh, and that's unfortunate. But uh, in terms of, of uh, uh, whether the existing wall will be torn down, I don't know. See, the optics bother a lot of those on the left. It looks like we're not welcoming these people. We look so so anything other than inclusive. That is such an important word to those on the left. They may not know the word parasite, but they know that word inclusive. That may be the only three-syllable word these clowns know. And we don't look inclusive. Who the hell cares? We're as inclusive as we choose to be. And if somebody else in this planet does not like that, well then, you know, you can kiss a portion of my anatomy that is not usually exposed for kissing purposes. I don't care whether they feel inclusive or not. I certainly am not opposed to all immigration. We need a lot of immigrants. We need uh, certainly some of the high-tech people that we get from places like India. We need those people, in which case we should make allowances for them. And if we need somebody to do something else, fine, then we should accommodate that. And if we don't need somebody else then we should tell them no, and we should back it up with the ability to stop them. And that does not include a revolving door from Brownsville, Texas, all the way to San Diego. But uh, you can certainly see that change. I'll guarantee you, if you are an illegal or a potential illegal, uh, happy days are here again. And the idea that, that Joe Biden will place any kind of of either priority or importance on border security is is nonsense. No, it's going to be wide open. And that includes, of course, not just people who want to come here and uh, and uh, vote maybe illegally or get jobs they're not entitled to. It'll include all the rest of the people, the human traffickers. It'll include the drug lords, maybe the occasional terrorist. A border that's open is open to all kinds of folks, I would remind you. And it's not like we're going to have border security in which we say, okay, you just want to come here illegally, you you can come in. Okay, you want to come here illegally, you can come in. Uh, you're a terrorist, you can't come in. Uh, you want to come here illegally, you can come in. Uh, you're a drug dealer, you can't come in. It ain't going to be like that. No, there's not going to be anybody there. So they all get to come in, every last one of them. All right. Uh, another texture says, uh, only a moral people can maintain liberty and freedom. Well, that's a good general point. Yes, agreed. And uh, certainly you could argue that the moral underpinning of the country has been undermined, hasn't disappeared, but it's been weakened. That's true. 
Uh, Texter says, 2020 is looking is like, I'll try it again, 2020 is like looking both ways before you cross the road, only to be hit by a plane. <laughs> Lou and Taylor's. Well, that's an interesting thought. <laughs> okay. Uh, Obama calls himself a community organizer. He Can't he fix Brownsville, Texas? I don't know that he ever fixed Chicago, so I see no reason why he would fix uh, Fix Brownsville, Texas. He never fixed anything other than, I suppose, his own uh, political future. That's the only thing that I can recall the, him ever fixing. I'll be very curious as to the kind of contact that uh, Joe Biden has with Barack Obama. There'll be some. How much? I don't know. Uh, Obama. I wonder the extent to which Obama sees this as his third term. I don't know. But don't forget, Obama initially, according to reports that we've been given, uh, initially Obama told Joe not to run. Way back when, for what it's worth. All right, this is Jimbo for Bobby Mack, and I'm mighty pleased at that uh, particular statement. It's good fun to sit in here, and uh, Bobby back uh, on Monday. Bob uh, returns to the uh, the job. This is 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, and it's 15 now before 5 p.m. Good afternoon, and it's 10 minutes before 5 o'clock at 106.3 WORD, and I might add throughout the rest of the Eastern Time Zone. Add Jimbo in for Bobby Mack today as we talk to Wes in Greer. Hi, Wes. Hey, Jimbo. Good afternoon. Um, I haven't been able to listen much, so maybe you might have. I know it's kind of anything goes Friday, but uh, I just wanted to ask you, did you see the press conference of, I believe it might have been two days ago, it might have been... Wednesday, uh, maybe Tuesday, but they were asking, you know, the gracious and wonderful media was talking to uh, President-elect Biden, who had just met with some governors, I believe, about COVID, and he had announced who his COVID czar was basically going to be. Um, so they ask him when he comes out of the meeting, and, and Kamala is standing, you know, off to the side, and they ask him, you know, hey, how did it go? And he literally starts off on one of his Bidenisms where he's, yeah, yeah, sort of, you know, the, uh, they got to pay, uh, the National Guard's got to pay their fair share, okay? To, yeah. to, I would have paid a million dollars to turn around a camera and look at the face of that media pool. You know, it had to be that dawning moment on the morons that are like, oh, my God, we did actually elect this fool as president. And how are – I mean, well, the, the if he gets in there, how are we going to – we can't even talk to the man. How, I mean, how are they even going to ask him questions? There was this utter silence for about 15 seconds, and a reporter asked President Biden, if she could ask a question of the vice president, then she proceeded to ask her the exact same question that they had asked Biden. And she looked like deer in the headlights. Uh, she was like, uh, uh, well, uh, the governor said, uh, well, uh, they said this. And then she says, and, and, and that, okay, referring to that of what Biden had tried to say. And, I mean, she was barely more literate than he was. And that was basically it. You know, I mean, you're going to watch this press pool turn into a bunch of silent, blind 
doofuses for the next four years. I mean, they won't even be able to ask him how is he doing in the morning. But it's that part. If God forbid he gets in there, is going to be something to watch. The the absolute. You and I know they have no integrity. I mean, the people that are paying attention. But when we start to witness this, this decrepit, dementia-riddled man who is can do no wrong if he gets in there, as opposed to Trump can do no right. I mean, that's that's where our problem lies. And the thing that I tell my liberal friends is number one, Trump is not the devil. I don't know what is wrong with you people, but he's not the devil. And it, it just, I, I don't know, man. I don't know where we're going with all this. The media is so far removed. But, I mean, they won't even be able to do their job. But it was almost hilarious to, 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 to feel like it just dawned on them at that moment. Like, oh, my goodness, this we really aren't going to be. You know, he's gonna, he can't run the country from the basement of his house. Uh, I'll put it this way. The period of time when many of those covering the will say, well, at least he's not Trump. Well, at least he's not Trump. Well, at least he's not Trump. Now, there will come a point beyond which they've got to come up with a better answer for themselves. Uh, And seriously, my guess would be that you will see perhaps greater dependence on, uh, on others uh, maybe the various cabinet secretaries, maybe uh, uh, the White House uh, press spokeswoman or man, whoever that turns out to be. Uh, my guess will be that uh, they will seek answers from people capable of giving them answers. But uh, it's not as though these people were not aware of of who Biden was. They may not have reported his many gaffes, but they certainly were aware of them. And I don't know that they're at all surprised. Again, for many, the relief that it's not Donald Trump is palpable. And, and that's going to last for a few weeks. But you're right. There's going to come a point where they're going to say, uh, okay, he's not Donald Trump, but but for Pete's sake, I need an answer to this question. I don't know what they do then, Wes. I wish I did. What do you think? Or as Wes departed our... Uh, our particular little sphere here. Wes's line was getting a little bit of weak there at, at one point. So, yeah, I, I caught part of that uh, news conference. I've seen excerpts from it. didn't catch the, the whole thing. But uh, what I find interesting, Biden began his gaffes, of course, during the campaign under the most friendly of settings in front of supporters. He would say it's great to be here in Smithville when he was actually in Jonesburg, uh, he, he would say things like, I'm, I'm Joe Biden and I'm running for the United States Senate from Delaware, this sort of thing. <laughs> when the debates came along, I thought Donald Trump prevailed, at least certainly in the second debate, but, but he didn't go all to pieces. I really thought we were likely to see an actual meltdown all across the country. You can see that. He didn't go all to pieces. I didn't think he was terribly effective in the second debate, but the first debate, of course, who knows who was effective? You couldn't hear anything. But I was surprised that he's shown signs of cognitive difficulties, no question about that. And I don't think it's a good idea to have a commander in chief who is, uh, shall we say, not always in control of just exactly what he's doing and where he is. But let's face it, mostly presidential decisions are not made on the spur of the moment. 
Mostly presidential decisions are made after much thought and in group sessions where his lapses can be picked up by staffers and by cabinet members. You'll see an awful lot, I think, of those people saying things like, well, what what President Biden clearly means is dot, 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 fill in the blank. (laughs) It's sad that we're in that situation to go around worrying about what the president really means, but that may be where we are. Uh, I am worried if you get the president into a substantive summit meeting with a Vladimir Putin who's not losing a game, or President Xi of China who's not losing his game, that that worries me a great deal, more so than, than answers he gives to the press. For what it's worth, Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD on this Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Glad you're with us today. The time now, three minutes before 5 p.m. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 